0: Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 Sol. New skyradio.com.
1: Is anything really going to happen to the world in 2012? If so, will it be a Dante style journey through hell? Will it be a natural disaster? Or will we do it to ourselves? Well, uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the 215th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Paul. Uh, Ben is running a little late tonight. He's out on the road. Uh, And those kind of scary questions uh, resulted from our guest this evening, who uh, apparently we're having trouble reaching again. Uh, We tried to have him on our New England show a few weeks ago. He seemed very excited about being with us. And, of course, it was Steve Alton, a New York Times bestselling novelist and guest who has been on the show before, but we just seem to have a lot of trouble reaching him uh, on this uh, new subject of uh, 2012. I don't understand it. Usually he writes books about uh, sharks and things and uh, has reached uh, many, many um, bestseller lists, just about everyone there is with those, and it turned his attention to the 2012 matter. Uh, And we seldom have fiction writers on the show, but uh, we do have... um, Uh, occasionally those who do their homework and are very well aware uh, of their subject. So I feel very lonely tonight. Uh, We're going to try and reach him again during the break, and Ben hopefully will show up at at some point. So we'll go to Plan B, uh, which is uh, doing some reporting on some of the paranormal news. We don't often have a chance to do that. Uh, We have some emails as well, of course, as always. Uh, But this is a very interesting uh, report that we get. Uh, It's it's called uh, IRAAP dot com, and it's a very, very interesting um, series of, of uh, stories and things that, that you can get uh, emailed to you on a daily basis. It's a tremendous amount of information about all sorts of things. Uh, here's one that I was uh, interested in. Uh, it, this, this particular one that came in the other day it was dealing with thoughts, ideas, dreams, things of this kind, and uh, the various theories about how we... Uh, are able to uh, to do these things? You know what the, what they really mean. Are we part of some? I guess the magic word is matrix. Since that film came, I, and I must say, I've never seen that movie, but uh, one of my sons has, and has said, "Dad, this is very much in line with some of your theories, or at least could have uh, could have been drawn from some of the theories uh, having to do with the multiverse." But in any case, uh, we were um, looking at some of these. Um, uh, news items, and I, I thought this one was very interesting. Uh, there's been much news lately of a silicon-based organism uh, that surprised biologists. Uh, num- a number n- Not so long ago, biologists assumed that all biology on Earth was powered by the sun. And then came along uh, the, the discovery about the uh, undersea volcanic vents uh, with Various unknown species surviving on uh, sulfuric acid, essentially, which is very poisonous to our form of life. And this is what I'm always saying: that life uh, as we know it is probably only one aspect of life. I often laugh when we're you know we we spend billions of dollars to send uh, craft you know up to, to Mars and. Sometimes uh, the moon, certainly, but certainly Mars, and uh, these little gizmos go crawling around on the surface. And, uh, they, you know, but maybe things are below the surface, and may, maybe life is not as we know it. And certainly working with the multiverse, as Ben and I do, we're constantly running into life forms that have nothing to do with the kind of life that we are. Anyway, here's a, here's a little information on this uh, silicon-based organism. And, uh, though I believe that SIL-ORG's primary attack is concentrated at the source of our simulated reality, and this is a kind of deep stuff here, the cosmic locale of the galactic frequencies that create our thoughts, ideas, and dreams, its physical manifestation can be detected lurking within the computer technology and cyberspace of our holographic world. Alright. That, that, that's, anybody can understand that, right? In the, the 2003 article, Internal Alien Presence, Richard Allen Miller, eerily describes what I have been alluding to. Uh, I'm trying to remember the author of this, because I does not mean me, it means the author of this article. According to Miller, about 10 years ago, in 1990, well, 1993, that's more than 10 years ago, Time Magazine interviewed 10 major computer experts about the direction and goals that industry was moving. Now, because this is what you're getting at here, silicon-based life, a possible life coming out of <coughs> computers, <laughs> I think that's a bit of a stretch, but It all depends what you mean by life, of course. Um, Anyway, one thing stood out above all other visions and opinions of these people that this person polled. All ten indicated that there was a presence on the Internet, and no one had a clue as to what it all meant. A presence on the Internet. Miller further states that it is not a stretch to postulate the probability of where that technology can go in the next ten years. No, brother. Well, we'll see where that goes. I'm going to go to see emails here it's a little less upsetting. Now, let's see. Uh, We have several here for um, Mr. Alton, should we be able to reach him. And here's one. Uh, This is from uh, Mark Bayer, a listener in Great Britain. And it says, uh, Hi, Ben and Paul. Uh, I'm from Walsall, just north of Birmingham, England, second largest city. I stumbled across your work by accident. I followed a link uh, from Bill Burns' radio show. Bill Burns, of course, our good friend uh, who was responsible for the excellent presentations of UFO Hunters on the History Channel and now Ancient Aliens on the History Channel, and he was very helpful during our Rendlesham series on this show, uh, from, from Bill Burns' radio show, Radio Theater, and I'm glad I did. I believe it's futuretheater.com if you want to find out more about Bill and his work. Uh, your show is a breath of fresh air in the rather cluttered paranormal podcast field, and your theories on the paranormal somewhat mirror my own. My own area of interest is UFOs, so your Rendlesham series is simply superb. It's certainly the best series of interviews I've ever heard on the subject, and I look forward to hearing the final podcast on the subject. Uh, that is now up, uh, Mark. Uh, this came in uh, last month, actually. That's how far behind we are on emails. Uh, My father suddenly passed away last year, Uh, Mark continues to write, and I've had a couple of strange things happen to me, especially around uh, the time uh, my dad went out to work, presumably things happening at the same time as when his father had done that. I look upon it as my dad just going about what he normally did. Again, that's what we usually say about uh, what these entities are. Frankly, the last thing I wanted to do was to go to a psychic or to contact him. I can still feel him around the house, and I just think it's just my dad doing his thing. My question is regarding psychics. Psychics are one area of this... Uh, I'm sorry, one area of the paranormal where I have real doubts, because it's easy to fake and also sound credible. What are your views on this? Uh, and if psychics are genuine, where do they fit into the multiverse? Do you have a connection to the multiverse? I should say, do they have a connection to the multiverse, which they then misinterpret uh, as spirits? Or uh, are a lot of them frauds? I won't dismiss all psychics as frauds. That would be unfair. Uh, Once again, thank you, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Mark, again from Mark Bear in in Great Britain. Uh, Now, well, that's a very good question, Mark, and a very basic one. I very often think of the matter of psychics. I've had a sort of a love-hate relationship with psychics in all my forty, <clears throat> going on 41 years now of paranormal investigation. Of course, having started out in the seminary, uh, I had theological, uh, I should say, predispositions against them because the church has always frowned, uh, the old churches anyway, have always frowned upon uh, the use of psychics or, or mediums, especially mediums, in any attempt to contact the dead. Uh, now, again, psychics and mediums are not the same thing. Uh, mediums are specifically uh, deal with the so-called dead, and psychics, of course, are simply very sensitive people. And sometimes you can have both. A lot of people are psychic mediums, okay? especially uh, people you would run into perhaps on this network. who have, There are a lot of shows about this subject. So, uh, But I, I also have had uh, doubts. Uh, I, I consider it um, not good enough to have the understanding of the paranormal that they often have, and I, uh, I don't mean to say that in a snobbish manner or any manner that is demeaning to them, because I think many of them uh, whom I have met are very, very sincere and very talented in this way. All right. However, let's put it this way. If you, I always use the, this metaphor, you're driving down, or this analogy I should say, so you're driving down a road in the middle of nowhere with a friend or a relative, and you look out and up forward you know, of the vehicle maybe uh, just as far as you can see there's something lying in the road and you say well my goodness it must be an animal unfortunately it was, was run over it Must be must be roadkill and your companion says oh no no that's just a bunch of rags well you, you get all the way up to this thing and one of you has to be wrong it's either roadkill or a bunch of rags uh, and then you find maybe that uh, one of you is correct or that neither of you is correct it might be something entirely different So uh, I think this is the same thing with psychics. They may have very, very serious talents, but if um, they don't interpret what they're picking up, what they're absorbing, what what they they run into in in the correct manner, uh, it's not going to get you anywhere. Here's, Here's what I mean. Suppose you can play the piano, all right? Uh, no, no, no let's no, let 's use the instrument I studied. I studied uh, baroque organ music these big pipe organs with all sorts of of, of uh, key, several keyboards and all sorts of different uh, they 're called stops all sorts what sounds you want uh, to use and to blend in the music and you 've just learned to play a few songs on one keyboard without using any of the of the stops or the switches or anything else to to, to make the sounds change. I think that unless you have a an open-minded, multiversal point of view that realizes the size of the paranormal, the depth of it, uh, how much it really means, then I think you're looking at the whole thing two-dimensionally and you're not using uh, your abilities or the instrument to the fullest of your ability and you're coming up with conclusions that are, if not wrong, then not good enough. In the same way, a psychic will... Or particularly medium uh, or either one'll' we'll pick up uh, stimuli out of reality out of the, the multiverse out of this this uh, the, the, this community of uh endless parallel worlds that seem to be the nature of our existence, and that quantum physics has started to point out is actually the nature of reality, and out of all the oh here 's Ben hello. I'm glad you're here. We have no guests, and I'm yakking on here. Anyway, yes, out I'm out probably. of this out of this reality come all these these stimuli, and I think that very often many psychics will will pick up on these and will misinterpret them, just as the people in the car misinterpreted what they saw on the road. They don't have all the information. They can't use all the the various stops on the pipe organ, as it were, and therefore they come up with faulty conclusions, with the best of intentions. So that's a long answer to a short question. I often do that. And I think that um, you are very right, uh, Mark, to be a bit suspicious about the psychics and and not necessarily to go to them. Others uh, really have no training. Um, I I, I don't know quite how to put that Uh, because Thomas Edison uh, had three months of formal schooling, yet he changed our lives with his invention. So not necessarily having any formal training is not necessarily a sign that someone is a fake or is completely incompetent. However, it is an indication that maybe there's a handicap there somewhere. So uh, when you have, uh, if you ever do deal with a psychic or a medium, I would ask you, well, what are your qualifications? And uh, at other times, I mean, there there just is really no way to guarantee that someone is, is really any good. Uh, I, there are lots of people who, uh, I know, whom I know who go to psychics as, they, as people used to go to clergy and look for advice and get readings and all this business, and they swear by everything they say. And, and I say uh, always be very careful of anyone who tries to tell you what to do. And the psychics will will vehemently say, well, they don't do that. Uh, they, they just um, they continue to, to give advice. So uh, I, I think your wary, uh, awareness is good. Uh, we have to wrap now for a commercial. And uh, we will be right back on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. And we will try to get in touch with Steve Alton, our scheduled guest for tonight. Stay with us.
0: Enlighten. Empower. Enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. New Horizons no boundaries all day long we're devoted to your emotional physical and spiritual well-being with your direct connect to the stars lisa j smith the dr pat show liz souza barbara Mackey, glenis McCants the wake up call with l newman and tom force Let us know how we're doing. 248-545-7685. Log on. NewSkyRadio.com. 24 hours a day. Your spiritual well-being is our concern. Awaken the extraordinary. Live the life you've imagined. Look up to the sky. CBS Radio's The New Sky. NewSkyRadio.com. New Horizons. No Boundaries.
2: Send me- Oh, baby, Franklin would have been frightened by lightning If you would have stayed inside then, we'd still be in the dark Martin Luther King did some beautiful things All because he had a dream, just like you and me Don't let him tell you, you can't be
0: is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. NewSkyRadio.com.
1: And here we are again. Uh, I'm afraid we were still unable to reach our scheduled guest for this evening, Steve Alton. Uh, I can't wait to hear. I hope everything's all right with him. Uh, he's a good fellow, and we've had him on before. But uh, we're... Going to Plan B here, we've been talking uh, about an email we received, in reference to psychics. And uh, I don't know, Ben. Do you have any? You didn't hear the whole thing, but th- this was a, a well, no, little I didn't bit even of an email. Yeah, a little bit of a concern here about uh, a person who is is more or less um, uh, following our theories about things and is a little bit wary about using psychics oh, uh, oh, and medium. So I don't, um, I don't
3: know why. For some reason, I thought he already went to a psychic and got to an argument I got that not know no
1: that, that might have been someone else oh, but
3: uh, well one thing that that, that
1: has uh, now that I've've uh, said that uh, one thing that's kind of made me a little bit nervous about psychics has been that they and uh, uh, several listeners have pointed this out over the years that psychics very often are people who have disastrous personal lives and you'd think that at least if they are able to advise others and are able to get legitimate information out of wherever they're getting it, that they wouldn't have these personal problems of their own. Uh, So many of the ones we know, have their marriages fall apart, they have all sorts of financial problems. They use
3: it for the wrong reasons, that's why.
1: Yeah, so what's your thought on that, Ben?
3: Well, they use it for the wrong reasons. Uh, Example A, um, one of our authors, she was really obnoxious, I'm not going to lie to you, and she used all the fame and stuff like that for her own advantages and ended up getting divorced we thought she was happily married but apparently not yeah so and like example B say you're you believe in witchcraft or whatever you're a Wiccan and you do all you do all the stuff but you do one bad curse on somebody ends up coming back against you tenfold yeah th- so, that's that's yeah I mean, it's it's just, certainly, it's just like how things work if you use things for the wrong reasons and you can make people pay for this stuff use it to for your own means you end up well destroying yourself in the process
1: yeah well I think there's a lot of wisdom there that's uh, th- so that, that's just another thought uh, there's a certain amount of spiritual immaturity here uh, very often in modern society we want things right now yeah you know we're, we, we're very often attracted to say maybe the Wiccan religion or the whole idea of magic uh, because uh,
3: you want someone to fall in love with you right now
1: yeah you want to manipulate your own environment right now. But the ancient mystics of any religion They'd would exactly. tell you usually that, that, that you, would have, you have to work and work and work for years develop meditation techniques. Nothing is easy yeah. except on very, very rare occasions. I mean, if I may say, uh, you have progressed in your shamanic studies with a speed that I have never seen before.
3: I'm good at this game
1: yeah <laughs> so anyway, oh, I don't even try. No, I know it, but that that's extremely do. rare. Yeah. So I think' it's, it's very good to be aware of of uh, the, the, the shortcomings of the whole psychic medium thing. On the other hand, one does run into a psychic or psychic medium at or medium at, at times who is just marvelous. yeah they're aware, they know how it works they're uh, they're very good. People often write to us they want us to give us the names of these people these great people well I won't do it and you know why because the best psychic and medium of all is the one inside you inside you that's right and I would say that that uh, to get back to um, Mark's uh, email we read before the break I think you're doing exactly the right thing Mark I think you are uh, you're aware of the presence of your father there was a certain presence and love and continuity that goes beyond words that goes beyond using someone else and it's an intimate thing and i almost wouldn't want to bring anybody else in on that yeah and if you feel comfortable with it that to me is the best sign that it's legitimate just enjoy the presence it is your dad going about you know whatever he's doing in in, a, in, in <laughs> our opinion in a parallel world in which he never died and there really is no such thing as death because of that, and I think that's the most wonderful thing there is. It's simple, it's, it's it's practical, and it's as real as it gets. And you don't need, in my opinion, psychics or or mediums to contact anybody. All right, so let's um, move uh, back to a little bit more paranormal news here, and, uh, and this is from George uh, George Filer uh, from a NationalUFOCenter.com. dot com. Very interesting material that we get here, and uh, I. Uh, hope he will not mind us uh, sharing a little bit of this on the air uh, and certainly giving him uh, all the the credit for the hard work he puts into putting together this database. And uh, George reports here that on June 12th, 1987, President Ronald Reagan spoke uh, to the people of West Berlin at the base of the Brandenburg Gate. We all remember that speech. He said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, and it uh, certainly hastened the Uh, destruction of the the old Berlin Wall and the unification of Germany, reunification of Germany. Now, Reagan uh, claimed to have seen UFOs on at least two occasions. Uh, Allegedly, before he was governor of California, he and uh, Nancy Reagan, his wife, were on their way up the Pacific Coast Highway, which we saw in San Diego, a very beautiful stretch of road. Uh, They were on their way up there, and uh, they were late to where they were going, and they were a bit upset about it, saying that they had seen a UFO, and that that was why they were late. They didn't explain uh, the delay in any other way and may have had a life-altering experience for the two of them, if not uh, an actual abduction experience, according to this. Uh, Later, when he was governor of California, Reagan asked his pilots uh, to chase a UFO, presumably National Guard pilots. Uh, He alerted the Navy to one of his sightings, and he and his wife believed that Egyptian hieroglyphics uh, referenced extraterrestrial flying craft. Uh, There is... One, I don't, I don't think it's at Abydos, but I, I'm, and because we're, we're winging it tonight, so I'm not prepared to say exactly where it is. But there are, are some uh, hieroglyphic inscriptions in a temple in Egypt. Again, I'm not. It might be Abydos, Temple of Isis, but there are they. They just look like flying craft, and and a number of things that the von Däniken types would say, aha, You know, ancient aliens. And who knows? It's very likely that something like that may have occurred. Uh, it's a big universe. And uh, so maybe this is what Reagan was referring to. Uh, on uh, July, I should say June 8, 1982, uh, Reagan spoke to the British House of Commons and called the Soviet Union an evil empire. Okay, we, a lot of us remember that. And... Uh, let's see, was Oh, yeah, and... Uh, Almost a year later, President Reagan, in a television speech, announced on March 23, 1983, the U.S. was building the Strategic Defense Initiative, later known as the Star Wars Program, uh, uh, designed to destroy missiles in flight. Uh, Now, there is another interesting thing. Reagan, one time, was addressing the United Nations, and he was very... He drew, drew a lot of attention when he mentioned the idea that, just think how much, or how quickly, our... Um, differences as a a planet would disappear or as as multiple nations would disappear if we faced an alien threat from outside our solar system, as he put it. And this drew a lot of attention. And and not that he was raw. He's certainly right. Uh, People have a funny way of drawing together when we have a mutual threat against us. But uh, the very idea that he was considering this, I found very interesting. So anyway, uh, there we have uh, something that I didn't know about Ronald Reagan, whose 100th birthday has just been been celebrated. Okay, uh, now here is uh, one from this. Just says uh, "dreamer." It just says USA Dram. or Dram R from USA. Doesn't say what state. And Ben, if you want to just take the first part of that, or however far you want to go, we can.
3: Okay. So enjoyed your radio program with George. Right. It was back in October. Yeah. So, and have had numerous family experiences with precognition, etc. Glad elders taught us to wrap the robe of Saint Michael and angels around around us when under fire. Thank God for listening to good souls. I believe we.
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's. You want to comment on on that? Saint Saint Michael, of course, uh, is is the um, archangel whom uh, the Christians look to as being a warrior, uh, the great warrior. Yeah. Uh, Muslims do as well. Uh, uh, And they, they, they look to him as, as a sort of a great uh, fighter against uh, any sort of evil. And we're hoping to have uh, a Muslim scholar on very soon to talk about the issue of jinns and uh, Malaika, the, the, the angels. But, um, Here's obviously someone who is, is referring to St. Michael as a great defender. And we had on our New England show one time a Roman Catholic priest who is uh, part of the I, – I, I don't know if I'm getting the name right, but it's sort of a league of St. Michael. And they they go out and they, they fight uh, demons, as they believe, uh, with the authority they believe has been given to them by, by Jesus Christ. So this this is what this ethos is that he's talking about. Go ahead, man.
3: Okay, uh, continuing – I believe we all are on a spiritual stepladder, and your comments enforced a lot of what we thought, and I can can also understand, both sides of the Roman Catholic lack of empathy for paranormal stories, but since a lot of demonic parasites, like those today, who use fear to scatter the sheep to take over the innocent victims, the clergy has to practice tough love, more or less. It is a double-edged sword. We believe in the holy saints who were spiritually developed by faith that God was in charge and not evil, and also while the same demon parasites took over the inquisitions and condemnations of uh, St. Joan of Arc after her great service right right
1: now. Uh, let me let me okay, this kind of wanders around a little bit, but he's he's moving around in the the uh, uh rather conservative Roman Catholic ethos here, and don't be fooled by language very often you know listeners will say, oh, what did you have that priest on for? What do you listen to this stuff for uh you know they they, they turn it off because they themselves may have access to grind with Christianity in general or with uh with um, Judaism or whatever religion we happen to be referring to on a given show, uh, a lot of people don't like it. We talk about Buddhism or Hinduism. I mean, for Pete's sake, you cannot avoid talking about uh, religion when you're talking about the paranormal because religion is our response, usually on on the level of a of a locale of a, of a different of a certain people with certain points of view or a certain people who live in a certain area who have grown up on a certain. Kind of land, who have a certain life experience. It's our response to the reality in which we find ourselves, and most of us uh, honor some sort of supreme being. Thank you, Ben. Some sort of supreme being, and uh, but that—that's often as, as far as the commonality goes. Don't be fooled by talk of Saint Michael and the saints. These are these are terms for far deeper realities that are recognized by just about anybody who's worked in the paranormal. They call maybe somebody calls them demons. We, ben and I call them parasites, simply because that's our experience with them. That's certainly my experience over now going on forty-one years of paranormal research. So don't be fooled by terms and language. There are deeper realities here, and I think we have to get beyond our tribal prejudices in order to understand the deeper realities of which we are all part. And that deeper reality is affected the paranormal it is the paranormal anyway we're going to take another commercial break here on behind the paranormal on cbs new sky radio newskyradio.com we'll try once more to reach our guest i'm the eternal optimist and we'll be right back stay with us
0: enlighten empower enrich this is cbs radio's the new sky new horizons no boundaries Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe.
1: And we're back and we've been dealing with an email here that has led us into the realm of, I guess, uh, conservative Roman Catholic approaches to the paranormal. Uh, Angels, saints, etc., and I was saying that these are names that can apply to deeper realities that just about every tradition can accept in one way or another, even the modern New Age tradition. So Ben, uh, why don't you continue with that and we'll get to the question at the end.
3: Okay, so... Uh, Stram goes on to say, Right now the pendulum has swung against God. Thank God for researchers who know that there is more than meets the eye to the material, uh, in the material world. My question is, do spirits know or care about human iniquities down here? I think a lot of the older folks who had uh, core values that we were taught would be a, yeah, they'd be a little upset to see that the descendants didn't live up to them as expected. Especially since the past fifty years of inethicality, do-it-yourself religions discard the Ten Commandments for civilized cultures.
1: Okay, uh, what I'm getting out of that is do. Well, he's referring to spirits. I get these are old-time terms for deeper realities. Spirits are disconnet entities, entities without bodies. I, I don't believe that human beings ever become disconnet entities, simply because we have we are, we are one being. Uh, that's one thing about Eastern theology as opposed to Western theology. Uh, when I say Western theology, I mean Roman Catholic and Protestant, and when I say Eastern theology, I mean. In the Christian sense, anyway, the the Eastern Orthodox churches. And people think, uh, and we've discussed this before, as we've had an Orthodox priest who's on the show now and then, that uh, the the, uh, Eastern Orthodox are just Roman Catholics without the Pope. That's not true. Uh, Actually, when you look at the theology and the point of view, which is everything, Roman Catholics and Protestants are much closer together than the Orthodox are to either of them. Uh, Orthodox have uh, I would even go so far as to say have a, a lot more in common with some, at the, at the risk of, of of misstating it, uh, some uh, pantheistic and uh, native religions. When when the Russians moved into Alaska, they brought their Russian Orthodox religion with them, and a lot of the natives said, "Whoa, the, the, you know, we recognize this." And the natives had, of course, been been uh, you know a, a very earth earth oriented uh, worshippers of of uh, various uh, spirits, of course, and everything else. But uh, be that as it may, the whole idea of spirits is something Ben and I find a little bit iffy. Uh, the entities we run into in our work tend to be very physical, and I often point out the the occasions, and not very many, but uh, maybe three, uh, when I have had physical contact with. Uh, especially in poltergeist cases, was something that had a physical body and just couldn't really see see it fully. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not physical or it's not there. You're looking across the membrane or parallel world, just like you'd be looking through a curtain in your living room, and somebody walks by, you see a shadow. you like, oh, a spirit. Well, it's not a spirit. It's your next-door neighbor coming over to borrow a cup of maple syrup or something. At least in New England, they would. and Or Canada. Or Canada. Then, there you have it. So, again, wh- nothing in the paranormal is what it appears to be. So, to get back to this question on the issue of spirits, uh, I, I would say, okay, well, do entities care about our iniquities, uh, our apparent disregard of the Ten Commandments? Well, I think that there is a certain order in the universe that is harmonized or disharmonized by any creature that kind of goes against it. Now, not now. I think that there are broad parameters here, but I think that you know, if, if human beings were to run around killing each other, as we unfortunately often do, it's going to create a certain disharmony in the fabric of the multiverse. Whenever there is something of great significance emotionally, uh, in in the sense of of evil, and I think there is certainly evil. It doesn't take, all you have to do is watch the news to see that. Uh, It sends out echoes across the fabric of the multiverse. And I think that's why you'll walk in, say, to a, a, a house or a building, and you just don't feel right. You're picking up something negative. You feel, sometimes, as Ben and I do, almost physically sick when you walk into the, into a place...
3: Actually, after I stopped eating meat, that stopped happening.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. There's an diet, uh, important dietary tip there. Thank you, Ben. Welcome. And, uh, but I think the point is that we pick up these echoes, uh, even if they're happening in worlds that that to us would be the past or to us would be the future or to us would be totally alien. They do affect us because it's one multiverse. It's an open system and it's it, there's a certain unity there. So uh, I think that, yes, in this in that sense... Uh, entities or, or, or others uh, or, or whatever you want to call it would be affected by human iniquities human, if you want to use the term sin you know, missing the mark that's what that means theologically actually and by, by evil in general uh, in the same way it is affected by good how many times do you walk into a place uh, or you, ha- you meet someone, you have an experience, you just get a really, really warm or good feeling. Hopefully, that happens a lot. I think that the same thing can happen when good things are taking place, where there is kindness, where there is love. And our advice to fight negative entities, we call parasites, you might call them demons or whatever, is to pull together, hold hands, find your love for each other, especially in families. Nothing can touch you if you do this. It might be in the background, but it's not It's not going to conquer you in any way. So there we are. Ben, do you have any thoughts on that?
3: Well, again, you hit every base. So, I don't know, there's really – no. it depends what you mean by spirits. I mean, there's like – Yeah, the term bothers me because it's got such baggage. It doesn't really make – I don't know. It's just – I don't know. There aren't any better words to describe things. I mean, you could say, like, entity or organism, I don't know. Organism probably sounds better, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, these
1: are life forms. And what bothers me, is maybe it's because I, I, I majored in philosophy or something, I don't know, and I studied the theology in that context for so many years in a formal setting, is, is that when you have a person, a person is not just a body, and it's not just, uh, whatever you call it, soul, spirit, essence, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. Animus, you know, it is a whole being, and that's what bothers me about Western thinking. We divide things, we break them up. We figure we can understand something if we take it apart and look, and look at it that way. That's not the way to do it. In Eastern thought, as I was mentioning, you put oh, you put things together. Sorry. Okay. What'd you do? You hit my chair.
3: Uh, I don't think that actually worked. I descended into
1: the basement here. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I think what's happening is is that people just don't get it. They cannot see the big picture if they take things apart. You see the big picture if you put them together. And when you put them together you see a lot more than that rag lying in the road or the roadkill as we were talking about in in our, in our uh, analogy earlier on in the show. You can see the big picture and that gives you a whole different idea of what this stuff is about. So spirits... You, I, I don't think a person... A, a, whole, per, a whole person cannot be just, just a ghost.
3: Well, look at it this way. Like... Let's use the example of Jesus Christ. He wasn't just, like, man or divine. He was fully human and fully divine. So, Well, theologically, yes. So if we're all fully human, then there's really, like... Wait, no, I forgot where I was going with this. Never mind. No, I, know
1: where, I know where you're going. I'll take it from there.
3: Okay. All right. People often...
1: When I was a kid, you know, they would... I went to Catholic schools, and they would teach... You know, and the nuns would teach you this, that, and the other thing about the catechism, and you would recite this and that, but... Somehow nobody ever said, you know, at Easter you'd celebrate the resurrection of Christ, and and that would be well. That that's nice. That's nice for Jesus. That the, the belief was that he rose from the dead. But what? So what? And of course, later on, finally in the seminary, later on, it, it dawned on well, what's going on here is that in the creed, uh, those Christians will read, uh, and and he descend at least the translation which is lousy. He descended into hell what Jesus went to hell what is that hell should have been translated death or shale the place of, of of unknowing the place of of um, of uh, of God. waiting actually the place of waiting ah, well, and, yeah. uh, and and he, he descended into this and destroyed it because he was there's an orthodox icon that expresses this he's actually he's literally in The realm of death pulling, physically pulling Adam and Eve out of their tombs. And that's the point of that particular story uh, or belief uh, that uh, he literally pulls us out of death and out of our tombs. That's the point of it. And I think in the multiverse idea, that whole thing is reflected beautifully that we are never dead in any sense, that we are one being, body and soul. That's where I was going with it. Yeah, because in the Eastern thought, the whole person is, quote-unquote, saved. And in Western thought, well, you know, you you die and your soul goes to. I mean, it's it's very incomplete. And it came out of Zoroastrianism, and it, it, it crept into a lot of Christian thinking. And Zoroastrianism is a rather small religion, but it had this very much dualistic idea of soul versus body. So anyway the point being this is where the ghost idea comes from and i think it's wrong so we're going to wrap for another break and we ask you to stay with us on behind the paranormal with Paul and Benino on CBS News Sky Radio newskyradio.com as we wing it without our guest tonight but we're talking about a lot of interesting stuff stay with us
2: yeah yeah let me tell you Show told study medicine or study law and please put away the guitar the best you'll ever be is a local star at the local bar but i went and did it anyway family helping all the way now i'm here today five records later so you can hear me say don't let them tell you can't Anything's possible if you just believe. Then you can succeed. It might not be easy, but anything's possible. Would have all been frankly Would have been frightened by lightning if we would have stayed inside. Then we'd still be in the dark, my Luther some beautiful things all because I had a dream just like you and me don't let tell you can't
0: CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248 545 soul New SkyRadio.com. Believe.
1: And we are back without our guest again tonight, I'm afraid. Uh, Steve Alton was uh, for some reason unable to join us. We'll find out why and tell you later. But we're doing sort of a variety show tonight, going through some emails and looking at some news. And Ben and I are bantering some ideas around. So here we are with a a report from MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, and I am not aware of who actually sent this to them, but I shall take the liberty of reading it, and this occurred uh, very recently, uh, last December, uh, December 13th, 2010, in Idaho, and this is how it goes. Um, I was upstairs in a two-story house on my computer, all right? Might use a little different word order there. I was during, uh, uh, it was during lunch break of the elementary school down the street, 12 to 1 p.m. Suddenly the doors started rattling in their frames throughout the second story. And the upstairs swayed violently. The entire top of the house. I know earthquakes uh, was sure it was one. Then there was a huge thud. I thought perhaps explosion or something ran into the house. Began shouting at those on the first floor below. And they uh, shouted back at me. When I was able to go down the stairs, I felt stunned and afraid to go down at first. They gave me a different scenario, not feeling the house sway or doors rattle. But uh, they heard huge sound like "Wow, wow, wow" over and over, very deep and also stunning. I then I heard the kids at the school start screaming, which they often do, but not at the same not the same as if they were playing. Uh, but uh, that was but like fear. Before I made my way downstairs, I went from window to window to look out to see if any vehicle had hit the house and saw about five large cloud-like disks, like pinwheels, standing on edge. Remind you something, Ben?
4: Hmm?
1: Remind you the the uh, vision of Ezekiel? Oh, yes. Uh, separate, hanging in the sky over large elm trees down the block. It was a completely overcast day, except for this one spot of blue sky filled with huge and the hugest capitalized, round pinwheel clouds. I thought them very odd, but was very rattled and was not thinking clearly and didn't think of my cell phone camera to take pictures, and I wish I had. So do I. Uh, Nor did I think more about the pinwheels until the next day as I watched uh, evening local news, KMVT, uh, when they asked if anyone had any additional information regarding the cause of the unknown sound, of a large explosion on the 13th, uh, Monday at noon. It wasn't until the moment that moment that I realized what I had seen in the sky, puffy contrail of those whatever they are, drones, jets, UFOs, they that create fluffy tails that expand in grids over everywhere today, uh, first noticed by me in Portland, Oregon. I did call the station and advise of, of what I had seen, but after that time didn't hear anything more about it. Strange thing. Uh, Some time uh, time seemed locked in place during this event, and we all laughed nervously about the mothership, quote-unquote, stealing time from us because we felt disoriented for quite a long time afterward. We have no idea what it was. Military aircraft, UFO, drone, if anyone knows, they aren't talking. Very interesting.
3: Anything strike you about that? Well, besides
1: the fact that it reminded me of Ezekiel. Yeah, there's much made of the biblical story of Ezekiel having his vision of these angels, and he describes it exactly, almost like this, these wheels kind of coming along the ground and angels next to them, and everything was full of light and gold and energy and all this business. And that kind of reminds me of that. The deep, It's very interesting that the people downstairs heard something entirely different than she did upstairs. Uh, of course, the immediate reaction might be, wow, how well, this person's having uh, some sort of psychotic experience, maybe. Uh, but uh, then again, the fact that other people reported things uh, going on at the same time, strange sounds, odd uh, formations in the sky, this business, is an indication that, well, maybe, uh, maybe something really did happen here. You know what really comes to mind, Ben, is is the um, some of these strange noises that are unexplainable. They have, at least are unexplained, I should say. I think everything's explainable. The um, booming booming sounds that one hears sometimes o- coming in over the ocean, yeah, or uh, are sometimes interpreted as seismic, or the Taos hum. Taos as in T A O S, Taos, New Mexico, uh, somehow got the name got, was the namesake for the, this sound, and I, I've actually heard it. It sounds like a, sort of a diesel truck uh, running. At quite some distance away, but there is no truck, and it, it's a sound that is sometimes interpreted as seismic, but no one really knows. Uh, and this this low-pitched wowing sound that the people re- reported, like,
2: whoa, 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 whoa. yeah,
1: almost sounds like the Tao's home to me. Yeah. So I don't know. So if anybody has any more information about this business in Idaho, I'd like to hear. <laughs> we do have a reporter in Idaho now, and I might ask her to take a Take a look at this. Roma Petrov, who was a um, marvelously enthusiastic person, They're recently married. We had the opportunity to meet them because they uh, took their honeymoon in New England. And has since become a reporter for the show, very uh, uh, very confident at that, and has even uh, responded to a few cases uh, for us because uh, we obviously can't, you know, we don't have any money. You can't jump on a plane and go to Idaho or places like that. So in any case, if anybody has any more information, this occurred, of course, again, on December thirteenth, 2010 in Idaho and was um, was quite, uh, quite the thing, apparently, in that town. So we are running out of time here, I'm sorry to say. Again, our apologies that uh, we were unable to connect with Steve Alton today. I can't wait to find out what the reason was. But we do uh, suggest that you um, check out... Uh,
3: Our website website there, Ben. Yep. com, And you can also get all of our podcasts, as well as all of our showtime schedules, guests for the future. And, uh...
1: That's it. Yeah, passed. And uh, again, a lot of people ask us about where they can get a a sort of paranormal uh, educational seminars, things of that kind. And I would uh, recommend the International Metaphysical University, and that's uh, intermetu.com. What impresses me about them is, uh, and the fact that I agreed to teach there, was based on, on an idea that they are working very hard to become accredited, which is something very special. A lot of people are running around with degrees. They get off the internet, and they never really studied anything. Thing and it kind of makes me upset because I spent 10 years in the seminary and still didn't get ordained. Yeah. But in any case, I think intermetu.com, good place to start. Uh, they're working very hard and they're very serious. I myself teach a course in, paranormal, in the science, religion, and the paranormal, which a lot of, a lot of people find interesting. You might want to check that out, intermetu.com. So many thanks to our producer, Will Kosnick, and we'll see you next Sunday, February 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, right here on CBS News Sky Radio, newskyradio.com, when Ben and I will be looking more deeply at the famous Village of Voices case from Pomfret, Connecticut, my first case that really went very deeply and taught me a lot of interesting things. And I'm going to be talking about a lot of things I've never talked about in print or on the air before about this case. Uh, hopefully, I, I have no doubt the guests will show up. Okay, thank you. And um, there we are. So uh, the Village of Voices well, we case are next guests, week. So. Well, we are the guests. Exactly. So. so
3: Okay, so in the meantime, tune in to our New England Drive Time show on WO1 twelve 1240 AM and onworldwide.com at 6 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, every Monday. And remember, you can always get our podcasts, as I mentioned before, and they are free along with show schedules and guest, guest information at www.behindtheparanormal.com.
1: And again, if anyone has uh, some interesting cases or anything to share with us, a lot of people write us emails, but a lot of times they're, they're, uh, they're just compliments. And uh, we appreciate that very much. We're glad you enjoyed the show. But also don't hesitate to write about your own experiences. Uh, share things with us and ask uh, any advice that you might want to ask. In the meantime, we leave you with a quote from uh, none other than, t- well, tonight's uh, guest, uh who was supposed to be our guest steve alton quote for the record i take no satisfaction in being right for the record i pray to god that i'm wrong unquote presumably referring to 2012
3: yes and thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey happy valentine's day and is. we'll see you next time